The Man in Line. Daily interaction, debate and exchange of ideas. Broadcast on Manx Radio from midday till one, Monday to Friday. Mike. Good afternoon. Welcome to Man and Light on Max Radio. Your chance to have your say about anything you want to talk about. Got plenty of comments in. Uh, came in last thing uh, yesterday. In fact, came in after Man and Light had finished regarding those uh, proposed bridges for the cycleways. I just want to remind you, by the way, uh, that uh, there's an Island Games this year. I must uh, pay tribute to everybody who's training currently uh, for the Island Games, which will be in Guernsey uh, from the 8th of July to the 14th of July. And, of course, Max Radio will be there. We'll be reporting live every day from the Channel Island of Guernsey. Uh, which I think at the moment is struggling for accommodation at the moment. Guernsey's a lot smaller than the Isle of Man, and I think they they may have run out of accommodation. They'll be intense there, but the weather will be nice in July in Guernsey. So the Island Games, uh, Saturday, July the 8th to Friday, July 14th, and, of course, uh, we'll be there reporting on the Isle of Man's athletes. So uh, that'll be good. And TT not too far away, Monday, 29th of May. It's all happening. And next Tuesday's Valentine's Day. I hope you haven't forgotten that. Efforts are underway to recruit more police officers on the Isle of Man. People who are prepared to work really hard serving the community are being urged to come forward. Uh, some drop-in sessions for that. Uh, I just wonder, are we short of police on the Isle of Man? Uh, just, you just wonder how many people we actually need to police the Isle of Man. And uh, did you hear that uh, person from the Police Federation talking about uh, dangerous work on the Isle of Man? Uh, and maybe, I don't know whether you, you've been a previous serving uh, police officer, maybe here or across, and I just wonder if you've got a, a thumbnail portrait of how dangerous it is to be a police officer on the Isle of Man. I don't know want to state it. Uh, but, of course, we don't have drive-by shootings. We don't have anywhere near the level of violence across. Anyway, that's to come out. And, obviously, uh, the Department of Home Affairs and the Police Federation are trying to get their head together on a salary package, salary and conditions for police officers. Uh, that's got, Reinstate the railway to Ram- Ramsey, said uh, Eddie. This is a message uh, came in after the show yesterday. Reinstate the railway to Ramsey. Um, I don't think we should. The important things to put right first. There are miles of trees and bushes to clear. First, the cost of bridges and wildlife issues. Are they going to move the electricity substation right through private property? Move the gas and water mains? Build a new bridge over the Solby River, says Eddie. Well, I suppose if the money's there, Eddie, if the will is there, and again, this is something regarding uh, public opinion, whether people think it will be a good idea to bring the railways back on the Isle of Man. Uh, Civil engineering is far more advanced than it ever used to be. You can do all sorts of things nowadays that couldn't be done before. Certainly you wouldn't need that much manual labor. Uh, It depends whether we want to move forward to this, uh, the green agenda. Part of the green agenda, of course, will be public transport. 
and getting public transport working for people. If we're going to be uh, taken from our vehicles, if it's going to be more difficult to use a vehicle, or we're going to be urged to use public transport, well, we have to have public transport. That's all there is to it. And electric railways are um, certainly greener than running uh, diesel uh, buses around at the moment. Will our buses be diesel in the future? Will they be electric? Well, running big vehicles on electric sometimes is problematic. So could they be hydrogen? Something that has to be thought about, and it's a long-term strategic view, And but it's not that far away. Uh, it will be with us, uh, you know, in the blink of an eye. So what's going to happen, and uh, do you think bringing the railways back or adopting railways, adopting electric trams on the uh, gauge of rail that we have, maybe from Port Aaron into Douglas, an electric tram, or on the coast railway between Ramsey and Douglas, along Douglas Promenade. It's a thought, and obviously one that our politicians will be uh, trying to get their head around. James with us first on Man in Line. Hi, James. Uh, hi there, Andy. I was just uh, got something to complain about. Okay. It's something like fly tipping. But it's really tipping. People putting their rubbish in your bin. All right. Whereabouts, James? I'm in Williston. Because I put the bin out. The bin was out in the pavement this morning. So I thought I'd just move it from the gate so I could go down the shops. Then it made a, a jangling noise. So I opened it and there was a black bag of bottles and cans in it. I don't know where they came from. Has this happened before? No. So, I thought myself, I don't know who's done it. Because I talked to the corporation, because the corporation man was, you know, doing the bins, and I explained to him, I said, we've been having, this morning, I said, really tipping. And he knew about it. Oh, did they? They knew it had happened. And he, he said, we know about this, but this is to do with the corporation... Fortnightly bins. Oh, I see. So some people's uh, are full of them. Yeah. Yeah. They couldn't get rid of them by themselves. And how do, you, how do you feel about it? Not very pleased, really. You know, would they like me to come and do the, to their bin? Yeah, I suspect they'd probably moan, uh, uh, yeah. James. Yeah. All right, well, let's get a warning out there. Keep to your own bin and leave everybody else's alone. Yes. If they fly tipping, why put their rubbish in my bin? Really? Oh, all right, James, we appreciate that. Thanks for bringing that up. Okay. Bye. Okay, so wheelie tipping. Uh, this is uh, the situation uh, after Douglas, of course, have introduced their fortnightly bin collection now. And uh, I just wonder whether this is happening widespread. As he said, uh, James said that if the bin men knew all about it, Hmm. Oh, yesterday there was a suggestion that we should talk to uh, the MLCs or prospective MLCs um, uh, and bring them on man in line. Well, it's difficult at the moment because we don't know how many they're going to be and we'll have to schedule things like that. However, uh, just let me tell you, all the interviews of the prospective MLCs will be done on agenda. Um, Phil Gorn will be uh, talking to every prospective MLC on agenda Monday evenings from 6 to 6.30, one of our political programmes on Manx Radio. It's agenda Mondays, 6 to 6.30. I think Tanya 
August Hansen was on uh, this past Monday. Of course, currently a sitting MLC going for a second term uh, put forward for uh, the big vote, which will be later on this year. So, and uh, agenda is also available as a podcast at uh, manxradio.com and via the app as well. Uh, has the government uh, got anything planned in reducing pollution on the Alamance roads, reducing the vehicle numbers of households, engine size restrictions, or anything, standards of vehicles on the roads? This all links to the environment, says 483. It's a very pertinent point that uh, has to be addressed because these things all interlink. You know, if the government has the agenda whereby use of vehicles is going to be reduced or the cost of vehicles will go up uh, or public transport will be uh, made uh, far more available and cheaper than it is, possibly free, then what is the big plan? And uh, surely uh, public transport is at, at the middle of all this. I don't know. Maybe you use public transport all the, all the time. Maybe some people don't use public transport ever, would never think of using public transport. It's a mind shift that's going to be uh, coming towards us all in the future, <laughs> closer than some people think. Uh, it's God's weed. And some people here should be worried about the abuse of prescription drugs, heroin and ketamine, which is sadly being pushed on the Isle of Man uh, to the young and vulnerable. Surely police should concentrate on this problem, not wasting time on cannabis. Uh, Again, the subject of legalizing recreational cannabis. So um, what exactly? I mean, I just wonder again how you feel instinctively about the legalization of recreational cannabis, being able to purchase cannabis and um, uh, light up a spliff legally in places around the Isle of Man. Do you think that would help? Do you think it would help possibly um, get it out of the hands of the criminals or is it just a way in for other drugs? Text, email, call and WhatsApp and uh, lots of WhatsApps came in yesterday as well. Oh, and a couple in today. I I think, by the way, this is regarding uh, parking at Nobles Hospital and the fact that they really got their act together and handed out hundreds of tickets in January. I think there should be more disability parking nearer the hospital door. Some of us can't walk from the main car park and then through the corridors. Some drivers sit in the car. Uh, surely they could go somewhere else and then be phoned to pick the person up. That would leave it free for those who need it, says uh, Rosie. Uh, I think they should install rope bridges <laughs> on the on the cycleways, make it a tourist adrenaline junkie attraction instead of putting bridges in for the put the rope bridges in. I think that's tongue in cheek anyway. Uh, and also regarding GPs, uh, Andy, GPs don't get paid in the work they do. GPs get paid for the number of patients that are on their books. It's not the patients they see, hence this is the difficulty seeing a doctor, uh, says Pete uh, in Ramsey. So this is the whole situation. And, and, and again, uh, a situation that Manx Care will have to get their heads round in the future, presumably also because uh, Balasella Medical Centre have had their contract back. Uh, Douglas Borough City Council says uh, WhatsApper, this is WhatsApper 927, if they want to save money but keep us all happy, why not have two bins emptied every other week? And then nobody will have to uh, wheelie. 
uh, flywheelie as well. Uh, I just want to say, and regarding cycling, I just wanted to say, this is WhatsApp at 789, how bad the roads are, especially uh, the coast road, Ramsey to Douglas, are potholes and very rough surfaces. It's actually dangerous for cyclists and bikers and not good for our tyres or elderly people in the car who haven't got much flesh on their bones and getting shook around. Look how many cars on the road are paying tax. What is it for? says Lizzie C. And the important thing is, when are the roads going to be made good? Surely, says Mark, a cheaper option for the railway bridges, the railway line bridges, surely is a wire suspension bridge. They use them in Nepal and places like that instead of making expensive um, uh, bridges for the, just make something that will take pedestrians and a bike and use a suspension bridge. Oh, well, what are your thoughts? Text, email, call, WhatsApp uh, on Man in Line today. Well, the news is regarding electric vehicles. You thought you got away with it, but you haven't. Motorists are going to have to pay higher vehicle duty from April. It is the first rise in three years, but then again, nobody was using cars much in COVID. And there's bad news if you're an EV owner. You're going to have to cough up. For the first time, it's a proposed vehicle duty rate rising 10% across most categories, and the minimum annual charge is going to be £65, which will also apply to all electric vehicles. £65. Plans are in place to allow people to pay six months road tax, though it will be at a cost. The six months option will be half the annual fee plus £6 just for the uh, pleasure of it. According to Chris Thomas, MHK, the Infrastructure Minister, plans are also being put in place towards introducing direct debits as an additional payment option for your vehicle tax. Mr Thomas says it's important to highlight uh, DOI's commitment to restricting the registration of higher polluting cars and vans through separate legislation that's going to be brought forward in line with the powers included in the Climate Change Act. Now, the introduction of fees for electric vehicles is intended as a first step towards harmonising the amount of duty paid by owners of zero-emission, hybrid and fossil fuel vehicles. Harmonising the amount of duty paid. Do you get that? Now, which one's going to go which way? Is it going to go down for fossil fuel vehicles or up for zero emission vehicles? Insert your own answer here. Got some messages in today. Here's one that says, uh, what's going on with Guernsey? All we hear about later, uh, lately, it's not our island, it's the other side of the channel. What's the government's obsession with Guernsey? Is there an obsession? Well, certainly the Ireland Games are going to be in Guernsey. That'll be an obsession for a weekend. Uh, I have the opposite issues to James. I caught a man trying to nick stuff out of my glass recycling last week. So what? why would anybody steal? Do you have valuable bottles in there? Well, you're throwing them away. And uh, how's this for a take on Kroger's sparse and amorphous figures? This is uh, Kroger Gas, of course, who are at the moment, uh, uh, there's a publicity thing on for Kroger Gas. Uh, they're, uh, they're doing a funding round. I think they're looking for investors. Uh, total gas sales uh, are going to be 11.1 billion with up to 2.4 billion VAT due to the UK. This is an anonymous uh, text in from 776. Um, after paying all the revenue expenditure plus fees of something over $4 billion to the Isle of Man, Kroger apparently estimate their net profit before tax to be $6.2 billion. 
From this must be met capital expenditure, UK corporation tax, 30% for gas trading and any other charges or levies for the UK at its own discretion will no doubt impose on the gas board above. Much or all of it will be burnt there in the UK and then there's the dividends. I'm sure some will go to Ireland uh, if it goes that way, if it certainly is brought ashore in the Isle of Man. This assumes the UK government allows Kroger to import gas at all. The Isle of Man has hundreds of years of history with UK customs and revenue. I don't know what the implication is there. Uh, investors might make some money or lose their investment. Who knows? Not in our hands, says this anonymous texter, uh, 776. Well, that's the whole thing with investment, isn't it? Sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. Uh, the Kroger Billions, I think, is a mere supposition, not the certainty that some people already believe, says this. I take it from that you're not going to be investing then, text to 776. I did mention Richard Hubbard, the chief exec of Kroger, will be on Man in Line. The moment their funding round has finished, we're not going to talk about that while that's happening. But when uh, that's finished and we know what's going to happen with Kroger, we'll see exactly where they are. Where you know Is the gas going to be brought ashore on the Isle of Man or are they going to tap into the Morecambe? Uh, structures, the uh, superstructure that's over there, subsea structure that's over there. What's going to happen? Where's the tax going to be paid? And how much, you know, roughly, how much is it going to be worth? I mean, the telephone numbers that are mentioned really aren't, mean nothing to me. I'm a layperson. So those sort of numbers are, uh, if you're in that sort of business, you know that telephone numbers are bound in the petrochemical industry. We'll find out. Anyway, the boss of Kroger is going to be on Man in Line. Uh, I just wonder whether anything's going to be said in the budget. The budget is uh, a week, a uh, fortnight on Tuesday. Oh, no, a week on Tuesday. Next Tuesday is Valentine's Day. And a week on Tuesday, Dr. Allenson will be standing up presenting the budget. We'll, of course, have live programming uh, from uh, Tinwald for uh, the extent of the budget debate and also lots of people to talk to about afterwards to see what the budget is going to mean to you and me. And Jill. Hello, Jill. Hello, Andy. Now, I'm not having a go at the bin men because they do a fantastic job and they are reliable for collecting the rubbish. But I have a few mobility problems, and when they just they don't put the bins back on the path, I have a heck of a job getting along the pavements. Whereabouts is this? Balasala. Okay. Now, where does your bin normally reside? Well, my husband, bless him, put a, a concrete patch in on, on the lawn for the bin to go. But, um, you know, it would it would require a little bit of effort and not just a case of put it back on the pavement. So what are you asking them to do? Well, if they're going to just leave it on the pavement, will they please not leave it in the middle of the pavement? Because you can't get through either side. You've got to go into the road. Mm. Has this happened many times? <laughs> yes. How it, long is a piece of string? Oh, it happens every, every uh, week, every fortnight, does it? Well, we are fortunate in that, well, I think we have weekly collections. 
You see, I don't always put my bin out. If there's not much in it, I don't put it out. So here's a request then for the Balasala business, uh, Balasala bin men, please. Put the bins back at least to the edge of the pavement if they can't put them back on the path. Okay. All right, Jill, thanks for calling today. Okay, thanks, Andy. Good to hear from you, 26 minutes past 12. Glenmay Bridge has been repaired by DEFA. Uh, they had a helicopter dropping off parts on the beach to the end of last year. So um, that's Claire, 384. I'm sure everybody, this is John on 404, I'm sure everyone would agree polices, nurses, etc. should be paid appropriately. But I always thought their salaries were the same as the UK and based on the rates there. If this is the case, why is there a debate about salaries here if they're set by others, says John. Uh, last week, uh, PT on 223, last week we had our oil tank topped up. Tonight we had no heating, so we checked the boiler and all was good. So we decided to go and check the tank. Absolutely empty. Apparently the oil thieves are out again. The Groudle Road area, the tank was locked, but the lock has gone. And somebody has nicked 600 litres, says PT. I'm taking you've reported this, but if you're in the Groudle Road area, please... Watch out to make sure your tank is locked and uh, just check your tank to make sure it's okay. The Groudle Road oil thieves may be out again. How addictive is weed, says 505. Does anybody know anybody that doesn't smoke weed on a daily basis? If some people had unlimited amounts of weed, surely they never leave their homes. Of course it is addictive. Um, uh, who is saying that weed isn't addictive, says Bobby. How do we move from here? How do we move this debate on regarding recreational cannabis? Is it inevitable? It's, been, it's happening in many places around the world. Do you think it sits well with the Isle of Man? Here's Jed. Hi, Jed. Hi, Andy. Just a, a couple of points, really. You're talking about pay for public services, and I think one of your callers just before said, why should we be any different to the UK? Uh, I think that was in respect to nurses and policing. Am I right? Yeah, that what said? yeah that's right. So, so really, the government has got so much power in its hands to improve the standard of living and the, the size of disposable income by just controlling the rental and the housing market a little bit more. We've got um, hundreds and hundreds of houses uh, that are out for rent, owned by a handful of people. And these people are getting generous tax uh, benefits to do that. I think we could um, change that at the stroke of a pencil. I think the government has just been totally lax on the development of housing in the last decade. So it's not affordable. And yet we've got the means to do that. And we've got, you know, we could have incentives to achieve that. So I think if we make the general standard of living cheaper here in relation to living costs and housing is the primary one that we can influence, then we could get somewhere, I think, trying to split up, you know, whether one occupation is more uh, necessary or valued than the other is a wrong road to travel along. Uh, I, well, I agree in that uh, you simply can't compare apples and oranges 
different uh, jobs have different stresses and strains and the public services everybody relies on public services it's the trouble is Jed they don't know that they rely on them until they have to rely on them nobody needs a police officer till they need one nobody needs to go into hospital till they need it and nobody needs a fire engine until they need it so we have to make a decision where we what we do about uh, public services don't you think well I think when you look at policing uh, singularly and then the inference is being that there's a recruitment issue. Well, perhaps there's a retention issue. And we need to look at why perhaps uh, police officers aren't staying in their career, say, for more than a year or two years. So I know for a fact that you might get an intake of, say, 12 officers. And after two years, only three or four are left. So you've got to take a, a sharp intake of breath. Yeah, well, I just did, well, Chad. I mean, is, is that anecdotal? Is that true? An intake of 12 no, and, and nine yeah, yeah, leave? Yeah, have, yeah have, a, have, a, have a look at that over, say, the past decade. So maybe just look at that and, and other factors. Maybe, for instance, I mean, you've just had that independent policing review published. And I'm a little bit bemused that there are parts of that have, that have not been reported by the media, uh, especially in particular in the last few recommendations in the report, which is proposing and suggesting and recommending that there needs to be an independent police inquiry service. So that's where police complaints are dealt with away from the hands of the police, which has been something that has been um, asked for for years, you know, including myself. I put the petition into Timwald. Um, only, what, four years ago. And it's good to see that this has been recognised and hopefully will be brought to fruition in time to come. Jed, you see, the public, uh, the person on the street, really doesn't know what uh, morale is like within the police force. Obviously, the police can be a tight-knit community and can keep things to themselves, let's face it. So the public doesn't know what morale's like within the police. We don't know whether it's going up or down or whether police officers are actually happy in their jobs. Well, it is the best job in the world, in my book. It's such, it gives such variety. In, and on the Isle of Man, you, know, you can make such a big difference on a community front. Um, there's no question about that. But it's a bit like, you know, oh, we got access to surveys that have been made. I mean, if you did public surveys, not just on a, an occupational front with the police, but on a national front across the community, the Isle of Man, you know, you'd perhaps reveal all kinds of uh, opinions and thoughts about what the true state of play is at the moment. Interesting. Okay. So what is the way forward, do you think? I mean, do you think it, you, you mentioned taxing, getting more money off high net worth individuals and letting that filter down? Is that one, one thing you, that you think should happen? Well, when you ask any politician, you know, what is the true value of having the tax cap, you know, allowing high net worth individuals to enjoy the most lavish uh, benefits? They can't put it into perspective. There's no data. So they'll say, oh, well, it's, you know, trickle down economics. But there's nobody that can really put their finger on what the value is. And you can look, you know, as far as you can to, to find that. It's, it, it's simply, you know, old hat. It's old school. So certainly the, the rental owners where you have, say, someone owning, say, over 300 properties, that's not right for the Isle of Man. It's not right that there's a, a close cartel 
of people who are controlling the prices. So, for instance, when you get a new housing estate built, say, with 100 houses, and some are kept by for by the developer for rental purposes, and that the majority of those houses anyway aren't priced so that new people, people who want to come and live on the island, or prices for people who want to stay on the island uh, are achievable. It's, um, it's a total mess, and you just look at the track record in the last decade. Um, there's nothing good. There's nothing productive that's come out of it. Maybe the odd e- example here and there, but there's nothing that's going to really change uh, the landscape of the island. All right, Jen. Uh, uh, good points, well made. Thanks for being with us. Thank you. All right, it's 26 minutes before one. Man in line on Manx Radio. Plus is much more than a plumbing and heating trade counter. Come and explore the largest bathroom showroom on the island, where we're always updating our displays and stocking the latest bathroom designs and trends to make sure we have just what you're looking for. Visit Q Plus on Snugborough Trading Estate or find us on Facebook to see some fabulous bathroom inspiration. Imagine secure, clean energy for the Isle of Man. Imagine Manx Natural Gas, turbocharging our economy. Manx Natural Resources, helping Manx people and employing Manx people. Kroger Natural Gas could provide 20 years of safe, local energy as we transition to a green economy. So visit kroger.im now and find out how you could be part of the future. Imagine energy independence for the Isle of Man with Crogger. Washing machine broken? Car had a prang? Unexpected bills arrived on your doorstep? Members of Manx Credit Union have applied for loans for all these reasons and more. Manx Credit Union provides savings and small loans for people living on the Isle of Man. Find out what we can do for you. Come and see our friendly team at Ragnall House on Peel Road in Douglas or visit mcu.im. Manx Credit Union. We're not just for you, we're with you. Terms and conditions apply. Have you got the greatest love story ever told? Nominate your one love on the Manx Radio website and on Valentine's Day, we could be surprising them with a bouquet of red roses. And a Love IOM gift card with £150 to spend at participating island businesses. Entries close at midnight on Sunday. So nominate your one love and let your heart win with your nation station, Manx Radio. The Man in Line with Andy Wint. Hey, Faster Mike, good afternoon. Thanks for dropping by this lunchtime. It's good to be with you. And uh, some more notes in on the emails. Jack, uh, 365 texter, I wonder if the funfair not being on the prom is anything to do with the new prom shared space with all those silly crossings. <laughs> I think we know which side of the adventure on this. Silly crossings and zebra crossings on Lock Prom, Harris Prom area. The traffic would be at a standstill. 
during uh, the TT. If the fun fair was on the prom and people were crossing to and from it, I think regardless uh, the cost, the fun fair will never be back on the promenade, says Jack. And regarding rail links around the Isle of Man, why don't we use monorail? Minimum maintenance, keep the old lines for pushbike and walkers, just have monorail around the island. John. I've got a 1.6 eco diesel, tax at the moment's £48, at 10%, it's going to be cheaper than an EV at 65 Texter 272. Uh, the infrastructure is there to reinstate the Ramsey line thanks to the Victorians. <laughs> Embankments, cuttings, uh, in England and Scotland, there's a long list of um, reinstated railways. If you see beaching cuts reopen, says John, they're opening railways all the time. In fact, <clears throat> a message in from Martin says, that was the mistake we made, getting rid of the railways. Railways uh, have been with us for, what, a couple of hundred years or so now, is it really? That long and um, eco-friendly, very green, says Martin. Uh, they took the bridge down at St John's due to the new engine at Peel Power Station. So they can't put the new bridge up, can they, on the Douglas to Peel Road? Um, that's text... Uh, oh, no, it's uh, TP for that. Thank you, TP. Well, they can do what they want if they have a mind to do it, if there's public opinion to bring the railways back or to bring light rail trams back on the track bed. They can do it in all sorts of places. Who knows? We could be having trams paid for by the, 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 the funds that come from this natural gas, if it ever happens, could help us transition to that future. Certainly, uh, trying to pay for um, light rail as we are at the moment would be problematic to say the least. Isle of Man government carried out vehicle exhaust pollution at Quarterbridge for years uh, being assumed likely to be the busiest point. However that was stopped and I don't know why says GC. Do the government still monitor exhaust fumes? They were doing that on Peel Road for a while really. Uh uh, Gary says, let's have a look here. Uh, uh, man in line is like a smoke screen for the government so they can test the water with bad decisions and behaviour. The powers that be should wake up to us, the public. We're sick of governments tax, tax, tax with their broken accuracy. Well, we know what you're against, Gary. Just tell us what you're for. Uh, are you for getting rid of tax, indirect tax, direct tax, corporation tax? Where's the money going to come from? Anyway, Gary, give us a call. 921, tell us what you're for, what your big idea is. Kev, uh, can you make people aware that the oil thieves are about in Groudel again? I've seen a post on Facebook last night, as some people don't have Facebook, so please be aware there are oil thieves around. I don't recall Isle of Man government buying any green buses in the last two years since that climate emergency was declared, says G. And on road tax, Bill on 927 says, I paid my road tax. Then a week later, I got a letter from the DOI, then a refund on it. But I've still got a year left. Happy days, says Bill. You and your paying, eh? David, the new road surface applied on the coast road in Mackled has already come away in places. Also, the manhole covers hadn't been raised to the new level, so they create a hazard, especially for cyclists and motorcyclists, says David. And obviously at night, probably even worse. 
All best to you. And uh, Laxi Promenade, they filled in the potholes with gravel, so it's back to the same condition. So I guess they'll blame the sea tides for that. Frank, they should have done a proper job in the first place. Uh, just a thought with the TT fast approaching. Is 1886 doing that big stage again? Nothing's been mentioned so far. Just a thought we haven't heard from 1886 weather. I mean, that was some concert series they put on in TT last year. So, uh, but we haven't heard. Uh, got a message in from uh, Melvin who said uh, today, the message said, Andy, you've said nothing about the assisted dying decision. Um, can we talk about it? Well, of course you can, Melvin. You just bring it up. Tell us what your thoughts are. I think this is about the Catholic Union of Great Britain. Catholic Union of Great Britain says it's got huge concerns about the possibility of assisted dying being allowed in the Isle of Man. Um, there is assisted dying legislation on its way through, being taken through by the Treasury Minister, Dr. Allenson. The proposed new law would give terminally ill people the right to end their lives, a public consultation which the Catholic Union of Great Britain responded to has now closed. Now, the union's deputy director is James Somerville Michael. The proposals on the Isle of Man, as we see them, are a particularly extreme form of assisted suicide. Proposals that would allow people to seek assistance in ending their own life even if they're not terminally ill, is something that we're really concerned about to be able to collect lethal medication from a pharmacist over a counter as you would for an inhaler or for antibiotics is something that we're that we're really concerned about. So you know obviously we respect that it's a matter for the Isle of Man Parliament and for people on the island, but it's something that we have taken up because it's something that is of great concern to, to Catholics both on the island and, and across the British Isles as well. You called on the government to perhaps do more in the medical field instead of looking to introduce this bill. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? To start with palliative care. We think this whole debate should start around how you care for somebody who is terminally ill or in a physical, mental state in which they want to, to end their life. And it's a great irony in a way, if you think that where we were in the pandemic with COVID, when the government on the Isle of Man did so much to keep people alive. And you know, it seems that now the pandemic is over, there is this shift to make it easier for people to seek assistance in ending their own lives. And I think what's really worrying, if you look at the situation in Canada, for example, now, people are fearful to ask for palliative care because they fear that it might start them on a path towards assisted suicide. Is it not allowed or is it something that you don't talk about or what is the religious views? The starting point for us is the dignity of human life. That's something that is very clear in the Bible. It's something that is reinforced by the teaching of the Catholic Church, clear commandment of the Bible that, that uh, you know, not to, not to kill. And that's a commandment given without condition, without caveat. So we take the stance that, that all life is sacred. Do you plan to perhaps write to government or are we just waiting to see what the outcome is? We've submitted to the consultation. We're going to be monitoring uh, the response to that as and when the, uh, the government responds. And then we will look at next steps after that. I really hope authorities on the Isle of Man, and particularly the proposer of this, will consider the feedback. 
That's uh, James Somerville Michael, Union, the Catholic Union of Great Britain's Deputy Director, talking about the proposed assisted dying legislation on the Isle of Man. You got a thought? Text, email, call or WhatsApp. Meet the team at the fish market at Robinson's. There's Jay, one of only 17 master fishmongers in the world. Jordan, a young fishmonger of the year 2019. Stefan's our resident chef, while Sean creates amazing bespoke seafood platters. And keeping them all in line, Alison bringing 30 years of experience to the team. The Fish Market at Robinson's, Cool Road, Braddon. A proper fishmonger, where nothing is too much trouble. At Isleman Energy, we have products and services to help customers manage and reduce their energy usage. From smart home thermostats that allow you to control your heating and hot water from your phone or smart speaker, through to the latest ultra-efficient boilers that use less energy and are available with extended payment terms over five years and warranty included. Find out more at isleofmanenergy.im or call 644 Isle of Man Energy. Energy for every generation. T's and C's apply. People of the Isle of Man, are you thinking of buying or selling a home? Well, wait! You need to talk to the conveyancing team at LVW Law. LVW Law! They've over 20 years of experience and know what they're talking about. They're friendly and efficient. Do not buy or sell a property without calling LVW Law on 836757. For a no-obligation quote, LVW Law. We are ready to go at B&B Furniture with a wide range of manager specials throughout the store. If it says I'm ready to go, then it is ready to go. Priced in-store for immediate delivery and no long wait for stock to arrive onto the island. Get the furniture you're longing for with no wait, no deposit required and 0% finance available when you get ready to go at B&B Furniture. It's all here under one roof at the B&B Furniture three-storey showroom in Snugborough. B&B Furniture. This weekend, FC Isle of Man continue their fight for their first points of the calendar year. The Ravens take on Earlham in the NWCFL Premier Division at the Bowl on Saturday evening. And Manx Radio will bring you full match commentary with Rob Pritchard and Tony Meppham. Kickoff is at 6 o'clock and you can listen live on AM 1368 and our digital platforms. Live coverage of FC Isle of Man on Manx Radio is supported by Selton, investing in our community. The Man in Line. Daily interaction, debate and exchange of ideas. Broadcast on Manx Radio. It's uh, 12 minutes now before one. Hi, Betty. Oh, hi. Um, I just have to say that nobody is forcing uh, Catholics to go for assisted dying. And I think the um, Catholic Union should keep its nose out. And that applies to any other religious body. Um, it's just not up to them. They should stick to doing what they're supposed to do, which is looking after their people and not force stuff on the rest of us. Uh, you don't, I mean, it's obviously something that's fundamental to their religion and their belief in the religion. So, I mean, they are entitled to have their say, surely. Um, I don't know. I, I think they should stick to religious stuff and not... Uh, get involved in anything political or anything like that. Uh, this is the same thing is happening with the Church of England, interfering in other matters. I don't think they should. Uh, okay, I mean, what's your view on this whole thing? You probably, I mean, gather better. I, I can't, I can't 
come down on either side of this. I don't quite know. I don't quite understand it. It's such a personal matter. Of course it is. And um, that's, that's the way it should be. People should be allowed, if they want to do this, they should be allowed to do it. Uh, they're not... People like myself who think it's a good idea, um, for those who, who need it, you know, who feel that life is unbearable for reasons of ill health or things like that, um, should be allowed to have assisted dying. And there's no question of forcing anybody else to have it. So why should they interfere with what um, people like myself want when the time is ripe for it? Um, okay. I feel quite strongly about it, really. I, I think it has to be carefully done, and, you know, it shouldn't be willy-nilly or anything like that. There should be rules and all the rest of it. But people should be allowed to go ahead with this if that's what they want. Okay, well, uh, but obviously, Betty, you know your own mind. You you know, you're a strong, willful person. There may be pe- <laughs> there may be people who aren't quite as strong of character and not as willful and could be influenced by other people. So what do you do about them? Um, well, as I say, uh, having rules and... Um, that sort of thing will make that less, uh, and you can't prevent it altogether. I don't think, but then you can't prevent lots of things altogether. You know, and you're quite right. I am quite willful. <laughs> <laughs> and long may it continue. Thank you, Betty. Thank you. Bye. All right, it's nine minutes before one on Max Radio. Just thought uh, with the TT fast approaching. Uh, again, 1886, more comments on whether 1886 are, are doing their stuff as well. Uh, Ken said, Andy, the Norwegian ferry Havilla is not only banning the carriage of electric vehicles on their coastal vessels, but also banning hybrid and gas-powered vehicles too. Unlike lithium batteries, uh, until lithium batteries are replaced by safer batteries, sulfur iron is being considered, which is much lighter and less combustible. EV vehicles... Uh, will find it difficult to be carried on board any ferries and possibly our own ferry company, says Ken. Well, we don't know, do we? Um, the one thing that is sure, the Manxman isn't going to be on time. That new gearbox that's being built is apparently is a bespoke gearbox. Um, we're trying to find out from the steam packet where it's going to be built. I don't know whether it's going to be built in Korea. There was a rumour it was Germany and how long it's going to be before it's built, fitted, and then they do some sea trials again with our new boat. Guarantee one thing, it's not going to be with us for TT. I have a low emissions car. Last year it went up from zero to 40 pounds. Can I expect it to go up again this year, says Robbie? Well, there's never been any known reduction in vehicle tax, put it that way. Uh, When's the uh, government going to stop um, the smoke and mirrors about the general state of the nation regarding finance status? It's uh, continual. We can't afford to maintain the infrastructure to an acceptable standard. We can't afford salaries for public sector workers. Yet we need another 15,000 residents. Are they going to be tempted to an island that, frankly, is a bit embarrassing as a resident in some areas? What's also the status of the Alamance pension funds with a population that seems to be growing out of skew to future pension demands, says uh, Southern Andy. 
Well, as we get towards the budget, which is a week on Tuesday 21st, obviously we'll be finding out from government, but I can promise you uh, that shortly after that, the Treasury Minister, I think might be the Tuesday or Monday after the budget, the Treasury Minister, Dr Allenson, will be live on Man in Line, so we can chat to him about that. Uh, got a note in from... Uh, a lady who says, do not use my name. And it's regarding uh, public sector uh, strike action. This is in the UK, but also has effects over here. Uh, and uh, she says, uh, it will be interesting to compare the equivalent salaries for the Isle of Man and figures for relocation packages and overtime for shift work, bank holidays, etc., time and a half and double time which enhances the basic salary to a true figure of actual income also automatic increments which are separate to any pay rise uh, what we really ask for she says is a real breakdown of who gets what in the public sector now again i'll just ask is that helpful is it helpful that we compare various parts of the public sector everyone will be an essential service but not everybody gets the same pay. Anyway, it's a thought, and thank you for that. The Max Gaelic, the mother tongue of Alan Vanin, the Isle of Man. You can catch up with more of Manx Radio's Manx language programmes in the weekly podcast, Abershan Rish. Say that again. Jenny, that's the one. And thanks uh, to Andy for that question again about the general state of the nation. Uh, and obviously, man in line five hours a week. Uh, we uh, are an interactive programme. Phones, texts, emails and WhatsApp. So we kind of get a figure uh, and a, a, a feeling really of how people are feeling on the Isle of Man. Generally, I think the feeling is of guarded optimism for the future. Obviously, the Isle of Man is uh, affluent compared to most places and certainly is better off than uh, a lot of places within the UK. But if you've got any thoughts in that, a general comment, really, about how you think the Isle of Man is doing, I'd be really interested to know. And obviously, as we go out and about, it's something that we ask. Tim said, Andy, you talked about Douglas rates. What's the situation? Regarding Ramsey, Ramsey Town Commission has set the rate for 23-24, 467p it is, 4.9% rise over the 22-23 rate, uh, which is under the rate of inflation, which is 7.4%. Of course, uh, Douglas went up 8.76%. Uh, from 468 to 509, that was. Jed spot on with his uh, comments. I remember having a great conversation and debate with Jed over the standards of leadership and um, what happens among police officers. Uh, thank you, William. We'll leave that there. Retiring Chief Constable Gary Roberts on in a couple of weeks' time. That's it. W-I-N-T